everybody. This is So Many Sequels. I'm Josh. I'm Garrett. And I'm David. Today, we are going to have a fun, adventurous, um, eh, I was going to say swashbuckling, but there's not really pirates. Um, But a good time at not the high seas, but the low, the low seas. Can you call a river a low sea? Mm, uh, no, I, would, I no. think it's just a river. What is a low sea then? They say the high um, sea. I don't know. I guess the low sea would probably be the shallow, the shallows of a sea. Shallow we'll water. Lady Gaga. Anyway, we're talking about Jungle Cruise today. Um, the new Disney movie with uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Emily Blunt. Uh, based, of course, on the classic... Uh, Disney Parks Ride, also titled Jungle Cruise. Um, I'm sure we will get into that a little bit sometime in the show with David being our resident Disney Parks expert. Um, Fortunately. The other two of us have have ridden that ride one time, so can't speak on it very well because, you know, only once, but it was good. So this continues um, uh, uh, Disney's attempt, or I say attempt, it's not really even an experiment anymore because they've been doing it for a while, um, taking some of their rides and adapting them into films. We've seen this with Pirates of the Caribbean, The Haunted Mansion. Um, are there others? There probably are. Um, <laughs> Tower of Terror had, Tower, a, had a TV movie. That's coming out. Is there and then there's a new one coming out. Um, there was a there was a there was a Steve uh, was, is it Steve Gutenberg is that his name <laughs> from Police Academy? There was a Steve Gutenberg yeah. Power of Terror movie in the late nineties. I don't think I even knew uh, that. Kristen Dunst too. Yeah. Oh wow. Well, well um, oh Country Bears, the Country Bears. Yeah. <laughs> so if if you haven't ridden the ride, it's kind of a uh, it's like a lazy river experience in a way. You're on a boat. It's a slow paced ride where you're. Um, kind of touring uh, this this jungle world on a riverboat with a skipper who uh, cracks lots of whys. That's the gist. Mm-hmm. And this movie takes that and ups the ante and turns it into a adventure quest for a magical um, leaf from a tree that will heal all um, wounds, sicknesses. Um, yeah disease or whatever yeah so let's let's get started with some with some first thoughts on the movie um we'll have let's have david go first oh yeah you know this was um for me one of the uh theater highlights of 2021 so far i uh, really enjoyed it i um it had a very classic adventure feel to me and um you know I didn't expect to. I kind of expected to be kind of like um, underwhelmed by it because I just really didn't. I don't know. I was just kind of like, mm, you know, I don't think Disney's had a lot of success with these, but here we go. And then I, you know, to my surprise, it was actually very, very entertaining. You know, uh, Emily Blunt and uh, Dwayne Johnson uh, separately were very entertaining. And I've not seen them be, I, I've had a hard time finding Emily Blunt to be boring in anything. Um, I was pleasantly surprised with Jack Whitehall because uh, I don't feel like he's anywhere in the promotion. And uh, yet he's actually a pretty prominent role and he's very funny and uh, you know has kind of his own little emotional arc in the film. And then Jesse Plemons uh, uh, is, is uh, wonderfully uh, wicked, you know, 
and uh, uh, playing a sort of semi, I, I get German, I guess, German bad guy. And, um, you know, the, for me, the, the, the threats are a little stretched at times because you kind of have like, you have a German bad guy and you have, uh, you have these sort of like uh, immortal uh, mystical bad guys. And then you kind of have the jungle itself. And so I feel like there's a, they're a little stretched in terms of antagonists and which one you're supposed to be the most sort of afraid of. But at the end of the day, it's fun. It's funny. Um, I've seen people complaining about the visual effects, but honestly, is from what I from what I have I've, I've kind of seen over the last few years, it's you would be shocked to find out what visual effects there are at times because I guarantee you there are shots you watch and go why can't they just do this all the time this great looking practical shot turns out that whole thing was visual effects you're just you just you know or the entire river is fake you know and yet the river you don't doubt for a minute you know oh this tire this jaguar looks bad get it grow up you know um, anyhow. I wildly enjoyed it. It reminded me of a bunch of films that we can get into uh, later. Specifically, I want to talk about Emily Blunt and who she reminded me of in this movie. But uh, yeah, ton of fun. All right, all right. Garrett, Garrett, go next. Yeah, I agree. It was a lot of fun. Um, I had, you know, well, well, I'm sure we, this is on your list of movies eventually, but like, I really hadn't uh, felt the same kind of reaction from a movie since pirates um because i didn't really know what to expect again i know it's a ride but i don't know anything about it um and so i expected the river stuff but the the extra stuff that they added into it based on the one time that i have been on that ride um was a really nice added touch because my first reaction after riding the ride was they gonna make a movie of this? Okay. <laughs> um, but it was really funny. It kept you entertained the entire way. Um, the dynamic between Emily and The Rock, who I refuse to call Dwayne, um, is fantastic. They, they both give and get their comeuppance in their own sort of way. Um, and they don't really uh, bow down to one another. And, and it's funny to see uh, somebody stand up to The Rock, who is just a huge looming presence and hold their own so well. Um, it was, they both did a great job, uh, really stole the show. Everybody else was great in it, as like you said, David, but like those two really, I think, showed what they are capable of. Not that they don't all the time, but like at together, it was great. Yeah, it's, it's pretty solid. I don't think you'll find a lot of, uh, differences of opinions with us on this episode it is a lot of fun um the rock and emily are both very charming charismatic people um david you mentioned jack whitehall who plays uh emily blunt's brother um he is accompanying her on this um expedition mm -hmm. and what i really like about about that character is he has such a fun little arc going on where for the beginning of the movie, you really kind of dislike him because he, he's clearly a comic relief of the, oh, I, I can't get dirty. I must be dressed up at all times. Yeah, you know, very stiff. He shows up on the boat with 
carts and carts and carts of luggage. Yeah. And you're like, wow, this guy kind of sucks. And then he opens up more as, as the story goes along and you you really start to appreciate him more. Where to, then at the end, you're like, wow, I love him. He's so good. I, I love McGregor. Um, he's yes. very, he has a nice moment where he opens up to, to um, uh, Frank uh, when they're kind of alone. And it, it's just, it, it, he's got a fun story going on. Um, the another thing I liked quite a bit was how um, Frank is this riverboat captain who takes tourists on um, trips up and down the the, the river, and right. I like that everything on the tour was like expertly controlled by him. Um, mm. The the fake. Um, uh was there like a fake alligator or something he had uh, fake, fake hippos fake hippos and, uh, like hired a, people to shoot darts at the yes. at the boat like all of that was a really the fun anaconda way. yeah and where he was constantly talking about the danger of the jungle um and just scaring the crap out of the tourists while yes while it's being revealed to the audience that he is controlling everything i love that that was really fun yes yeah, that was great yeah, the, the opening was great um you know again what i I really enjoyed that they incorporated a lot of the jokes. I mean, there's such corny, yeah. cheesy terribleness uh, in the best, most complimentary way that I mean that. I mean that in the best way. Yeah. Um, it's so funny the way that he opens up with those terrible jokes. And then, yeah, as you see, it revealed that it is just like a, a con artist type tour. Um, it's absolutely brilliant and a way to really suck you in in a fun way to give what I imagine, and maybe you can touch on this at some point, David, is like a really nice homage to the ride and then building on what the base is like. Like, here's our respect for it. And now we're gonna build this up into something that's not what you would expect fully from your experience on the ride. Definitely, I thought it was a really, I remember, I think there's a tease of that kind of element in like the first trailer. And I was like, that's a creative way to incorporate what the ride actually is. This the ride is not the most exciting, you know, well, crazy roller coaster or even something as like open for, for ideas. It's like Pirates of the Caribbean or the Haunted Mansion where you kind of have like, okay, it's a haunted house. Okay, it's a world of pirates. You kind of, there's like, we got some other things we can lean on. But the Jungle Cruise, it's like, it's a ride on, in, in the story of the ride, uh, a river that kind of like transcends all the, the entire wor world. It's the Amazon River, but it's, you know, you see Indian elephants and you see alligators that aren't in the Amazon and things like that, wild and crazy stuff. And then uh, incorporating the puns and nobody get nobody laughing is is great. Um, although people do traditionally laugh on the Jungle Cruise because the the skippers have gotten to the point on that thing now where not only are they telling the like jokes of like. Um, you know uh schweizer falls or telling the jokes of like what, what was one of the one he makes he goes oh he, where he's like the, the anacondas eat 15 uh they eat their body weight a day but i find that hard to swallow things like that um those kind of jokes i've, I've seen a tiktok of a uh captain on one of the jungle cruise things where they go he goes one thing that really scares hippos away commitment and then he yells out the side of the of the boat I want a closer relationship with you. And then he goes, that'll keep him away. That's and, funny. And that's funny. Like, so there, there's a lot of, 
improv they've done over the years to kind of like you know keep it keep it funny keep it alive but what a fun way to incorporate the act the actual ride elements um you know you see that a little bit in pirates there's references to to key scenes um in that ride in the movies um so great way to keep it fun i think this is the best job they've done with one of these since then uh i was gonna say something oh but yeah but also great job of like finding a, a story to tie around it you know to kind of expand things much in the way that pirates had this these 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 spanish doubloons that curse you to live for eternity there's uh, a similarly a similar idea of this magic mystical jungle flower and uh you know these these people that have been cursed to you know be be you know become one with the jungle things like that um and uh lily as a character is you know she's competent but she's also not like she's also kind of like uh has her own faults that you know she has to kind of like learn to reel back and stuff uh and how those faults interact with the rock's faults you know as with frank's faults is is makes for a fun fun interaction um yeah so uh i was trying to oh one of the best jokes one of the best jokes on the ride that i've always felt is is the um the waterfall thing and in this they talk about you know the back of water about you know the eighth one of the world backside of water very you know that, that's funny in itself but my favorite joke is how they always sneak it in they go this is the famous waterfall known as Schweitzer Falls, named after the legendary Dr. Falls. And um, uh, I'm glad that we got a little bit of a reference to uh, Dr. Falls in the, in, in the movie. Um, I kind of think there's definitely, if they want to do more of this, this is a decent groundwork to, can we, can we sneak these characters into other ride-based movies? You know, can we get a, a great Thunder Mountain? Or what is it? big thunder mountain Mountain, not great um or can we work in some other stuff so i don't know i kind of lost my train of thought on that uh i I think uh, those kind of jokes can be hard to deliver i think um effectively those those types of incredibly dry puns Mm. and i thought the rock did a really good job with that because he had almost like childlike wonder every time he said it like he was so excited to say the pun um sometimes and one thing i'm reveled in it yeah, he reveled in it. One, one thing I'm curious about in regards to the ride is if there are, do, do various skippers do it differently? Because what I remember from my experience on the ride was the, the skipper I had kind of almost gave this like disinterested delivery in the lines, which mm-hmm. um, delivers kind of like a different kind of funny, in my opinion. Like, like she could not even be bothered to care that she was driving this boat. And it was that was a different um, experience than what The Rock is doing. So, I think it kind of does that vary. Kind of thing where it varies by by boat captain. I think it does. I think there's probably a little, there's definitely variation captain to captain because they'll have like I don't know three or four going at once. Yeah. Uh, and it'd be at different stages. So I imagine that it's very personality driven, and I'm sure some of them have found. I'm sure they experiment with different ways to do the deliveries. Um. So. Uh, the rocks here was really good because it was kind of like a guy who just sits around all day trying to think of these yeah he's so proud of him <laughs> he's just he's just in and the rock you know i thought i said this i think i said i said this in my letterbox review is every time the rock does one of these action comedy type things i keep thinking this is going to be the one that's not any good and you know <laughs> damn it if that big boulder doesn't just 
just work every time. Please prove you wrong. I always end up going, oh, gosh darn it. He can't, you can't keep getting away with this. He can't. Then he does, and I'm just like, He's just a charming personality. I mean, yes. you know, there's a there's a level of I, I once overheard somebody say, be so self-aware, you just lean into it. And that's what he did with those puns. I mean, like he he's aware that they're bad, but he's real proud. Like you said, he's real proud of them. And so he delivers them with pride. I know. And if you deliver something that, you know, is bad with pride is one of the funniest things, especially like to me, for sure. I will laugh for days and just uh, again, the way that he delivers and the way he is so, just so charming is a, a wonderful combination. Do you guys have any go-to puns that you like to, you like to sneak out whenever you can? I don't know about a go-to. They're more like if I think of them in the moment. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I remember um, watching an interview with, with Jeremy Renner one time. Mm-hmm. where he talked about this new hobby he has where he takes like bass and trout and stuff and he puts them in like um nfl jerseys and he takes pictures of them and so it's like shooting fish in apparel uh <laughs> in apparel that's one of my favorite. good one for the movie right <laughs> like shooting fish in apparel um i really felt kind of refreshed seeing a adventure movie on the big screen. I feel mm-hmm. like we're kind of starved for adventure movies and I would like to see a, a comeback of those. Uh, you know, this had all the, all the nods to every classic adventure film you could think of. I mean, there's so much, and, and I think that's because there's a formula now um, that's easy to stick to. I mean, the, the, the Indiana Jones vibes are real. Yes, uh, which is kind of like the standard bearer for modern adventure, I think. But I just love you. Give me a movie set in the early 1900s with a German bad guy and a quest through the jungle, and I'm happy. That's fun stuff. And Jesse Plemons, as you said earlier, is such a uh, like deliciously wicked bad guy. He's like a member of the of the German royal family uh, who is equally obsessed with finding the the is it called the tree of life yeah, what was something it? like that i don't remember i got it I, i'll pull it up here um it he, was the uh tree hoping to harness the medical uh i can't seem to what well, i don't that doesn't have the name of it there of Do course it doesn't. that would that would be too helpful well he's equally obsessed with finding it but for his own nefarious reasons whereas emily blunt wants to find it to like heal the world and help the British war effort and all this stuff. Um, and that's just classic uh, good versus evil adventure film. And I like that a lot. Um, he's so over the top. Like, I love how he's driving a, a su- he's, he's taking a submarine through the Amazon. That's cartoonish in the best ways. Mm-hmm. He's, he's launching torpedoes <laughs> at villages He's, um, we're, uh, uh, yes, okay. So we haven't said any spoilers yet, so, but I'm going to go ahead and slam my spoiler warning here for anyone who hasn't seen it yet. That from here on out, you might hear some spoilers. Tears of the moon. One, two, three, spoiler time. Okay. Supernatural elements get involved in the film, and we find out that, like, conquistadors from the 1500s have been cursed, um, 
to be basically tied to the river. Mm -hmm. And so they become like enmeshed with the creatures. And the point I'm getting at is Jesse Plemons yells at bees a lot. Yes. yes. <laughs> and that is hilarious. I, I especially love the one moment where he's having the bees point out where they are on the map and the two people behind him are like, we're doing that because the bees said so. Very I want off this sub, yeah. <laughs> Very funny. Oh, and then, you know, the funny, the interesting thing about that, yeah, about, um, uh, by the way, Tears of the Moon, that was the name of the Tears flower. Tears of the Moon! They were trying to find the Tears the of the Moon. moon. Uh, and, um, you know, one of the, oh, so this is great. So I want to talk about one of my biggest complaints with one of my least favorite movies, possibly my most hated movie of the year. And that's the comparison here with what they do versus what they did in Spiral. Okay, now that we're in spoiler territory, I can talk about this. This movie does cryptic foreshadowing and callbacks correctly. Okay, the movie opens with McGregor telling a story about this quest, right? And they set it up. You get shots of shipwrecks and stuff, but they don't necessarily imply that that specific shipwreck is from this specific thing. It's all kind of kept a little vague. Then what do they do? The movie plays out and you kind of forget about that. You kind of were like, that was just the lore being explained. You forget about it. And then boom, they go, hey, remember that story we told you back at the beginning? Bah! It's back. And it's all part of this same thing. Whereas earlier this year, we talked about Spiral and I was trying to talk about good examples of doing that. In Spiral, they just showed flashbacks every 10 minutes of different things and with no build, no context um, at times. And it was just so stupid and frustrating. This is how you do foreshadowing and lore building right. I think they did it perfectly. I also want to say that this movie could totally also be in the Pirates of the Caribbean universe. Like these, these, these could be yeah. in the same. Like there's nothing stopping it. No. Conquistadors were in, you know, Aztec gold and all that is what they were taking in the first movie. Now they, you know, Cortez, he's trying to take Aztec gold. And these, these, these conquistadors are trying to get special flowers to save their dying daughters and whatnot. Yeah. I need more. I agree with the adventure. Um, this is one of the better action or best action adventure movies I've seen in a while. And um, there was one earlier this year that gave me the vibes. Um, mm -hmm. um, I've gone blank. Raya. Uh, yeah. Raya was yeah, an, another one that gave me such good action yeah. adventure vibes. And um, I, I, I mean, you look at what we grew up with in our age demographic, we had a lot growing up, you know, we had the Indiana Jones, we had National Treasure, we had, I mean, Ellie, even like Homeward Bound, to an extent, the Goonies um, quest, and here's the stuff that gets there. I definitely need more of those because it is, I need more well done ones um, because it is, those can just be fun. And, and sometimes you just need a nice fun action adventure movie to send you down a rapid waterfall and go crazy. Um, and just excited. Uh, those, I think that in this time that we're in, that those types of movies, if you just focus on the fun elements of it would be, uh, a good resurgence for this type of yeah and, and, a, and a good way to sort of like move adjacent to the superhero genre is mm -hmm. to just have you know just kind of a classical adventure style and it's not necessarily tied like i find this like you know you could call what is that movie that the rock did cia 
or whatever with Kevin Hart a few oh, years Central back. Central Intelligence. Yeah. Central Intelligence. That's an action adventure movie. But sure, because it's sure. so modern, it doesn't have that sort of like classic feel like this does. This has that sort of right, like right. timeless feel to it. And I, I, I think, think there's we a can find yeah. more of those. I think there's a difference in what they've been doing because like, you know, Lethal Weapon, that's an action adventure movie, those types of things. But I don't want like prime shoot 'em up drama. I want people who are like going on a quest to yeah, find quests. something. Give me more treasure mappy and in figurative speaking of treasure map. Like mm -hmm. you can actually give me a treasure map, but just something that they have to go get and yeah. the adventure along the way. And and you know, uh going back a couple of years, I think um Oh my goodness, that Pixar movie that I didn't like with the fantasy elements. Onward? Onward. I think that was a nice, I, I think that kind of got people thinking, you know, we can do this a little more. That one I didn't think was very good, but every one that I've seen since then has really improved and, and sucked me in in a, in a positive way. So um, all about more of those. Can I talk about another movie slash genre franchise that this gave me, uh, reminded me of? And that's um, like Jackie Chan style action movies. Um, Lily kind of fights like Jackie Chan, not, not, not necessarily at the same skill level. But if you watch a lot of Jackie's action comedies, a lot of times Jackie is like fighting very environmentally, like, and he doesn't necessarily want to be fighting. It's always like punch guy. And then he's like, I'm sorry, you know, and then he's like moving and he's like, you know, jumping on ladders or he's jumping through things. He's jumping, trying to, you know, he's doing whatever he can to escape. You know, you think of like, a lot of his American movies, Shaolin uh, Nights or Shaolin, uh, what is it? Uh, Shanghai, Shanghai. Shanghai Nights. Shanghai Noon and Shanghai Nights. And, uh, and, and, you know, Rush Hour and things like that. That's what, how Lily fights. She's constantly fighting to get away as opposed to fighting to beat somebody up. You know, let The Rock fight people to beat, beat them up. And she's finding all these creative ways to get away. It's very similar to Jack Sparrow, too, who mm -hmm. kind of has this sort of like charismatic cosmic luck that he's able to escape with. And that's kind of how she operates is like, she, you know, she'll get guys accidentally tied up or she'll, you know, somehow end up with a sword and they all, everybody else pulls out a sword and she's like, eh, I'm out of here and run away. Um, or releasing, just releasing monkeys, chaos, you know, um, whatever, whatever she has to come up with. And I really dug that because it really makes her character. It gives her, it gives, it makes the fight scenes, and this is a problem I have sometimes with, with other action movies, it makes the fight scenes have story within them because she's not just punch, 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 quick cuts, quick cuts, punch, punch, punch. It's like if you look, watch the background, you can kind of read what's about to happen. You know, you can see them moving towards this, you know, uh, the, the, these, these doors. How is she going to get through this? And the doors open and close, open and close. How are these things? Gonna so I, I love that aspect of it. Um, I would love more fights where the character, you can kind of tell what kind of person the character is in the story. She's not fighting to hurt people. She's fighting to get away, you know, very fun. Yeah. Yeah. And she uses her environment a lot. Environmental fighting. Yes. Um, I liked how she is, uh, her character bucks the traditional standard for a woman of the early 1900s. And the, the most obvious way they keep pointing that out is their obsession with her pants. Yes. <laughs> and that is also a very funny joke that every time, I don't know, they say it so much, but it never gets, I never get tired of it. They just it, did not handle her pants. It makes more sense too when you, when you get the big reveal later on, we're really in the spoiler territory now of The Rock's character is like 200 years old or something. Yeah. Uh, and so like, 
it makes even more sense as mm -hmm. to why he would be surprised by I'm it not sure I understand. Because well, he's, um, he's there's older. an age difference there. Even, yeah, he's even older than he appears. So when the, this is probably the first time in ever, in history he's seen a woman wear pants. So he's very he's very much like, you know, where I came from, women only wore dresses, and the time frame I came from. On that note, I do want to talk about the the the, the big twist of the film, which is uh, the Rock's character Frank being mm -hmm. um, one of the cursed conquistadors. That. Uh, surprised me the twist worked on me i didn't see it coming uh when his um initial death scene was very well done because one of one of like the standards for a character death in a movie is um if you don't see it happen on screen they're not dead they made very clear <laughs> that he was dead <laughs> Yeah. He took that thing through the heart and he hit every rock on the way down. And boom, I was like, boom, oh, boom, boom. he's dead. So they're going to, yeah. I assumed Emily Blunt, Lily would go and get the, the, the flower and bring him back to life or something. I did not think he was a zombie conquistador. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I did not see that coming at all. I, I knew I he wasn't going to stay dead, but. I can't really remember what I said now. I, I, think, I think it was obvious from the beginning at least at times that he there was more to his story than he was letting on yeah sure you could tell that and then she found his map room where he had he had uh had all these old maps like he had tried to find the the treasure in the past and i was content at that moment to go okay that's what it was i could tell sure. her something he's been doing this for a long time he's become bitter embittered by not being able to find it now he just runs con cons and scams in an effort to make enough money to get out of here yep that's then I was content with that. And then, yeah, he gets, oh, but I had a new, I did, I do remember now there is a brief moment where when the, uh, uh, you know, the immortal jungle, jungle fight conquistadors come back, Aguirre, 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 yeah. the leader one, looks at Dwayne, looks at the rock and says, you seem surprised. And then, and, I, and then they move on, right? And uh, the chase, and the chase continues. And I was like, why would he say that to Dwayne? Why would he say that to Frank? What is, you seem surprised. And I was like, maybe he met them before, but like the, how maybe they haven't been, maybe they haven't been as frozen as they, as, as, as we were led to believe. And then the other shoe drops is and it turns out he was one of them. And he's also cursed to have to like uh, always stay close to the water. It's, really clever and i really i really enjoyed that as as far as a, a story development all right well uh let's shift gears then and uh talk about how how this movie is doing in this extremely weird box office year very weird box office year you know as things started to look like they were gonna pe pep get back to normal things kind of changed again and you know things are kind of on the way back down in some ways now you know every movie's a little different you got to look at uh ratings you got to look at uh you know uh, availability availability is word release? of mouth you know yes and whether or not it's dual release so um the jungle cruise did release day and date on in both theaters and on disney plus um i think disney released the numbers that it did on on disney plus as well but i i haven't i don't have those in front of me just yet um in theaters it opened july 30th and uh had a three-day total of 35 million even in 4,000 theaters 
And uh, the top five that, you know, it's kind of funny. We're going to look at this top five. It's just a few weeks ago. The top five that weekend was Jungle Cruise number one. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Old was at number two with $6.8 million in its second weekend. Um, the Green Knight came in at 6.7 in its first weekend, um, which isn't too bad for a, um, I don't know, not, not a big blockbuster type movie. And then uh, at number four, you had Black Widow in its fourth weekend with $6.4 million. And at number five, you have Matt Damon in Stillwater, 5.1. Uh, and that is, uh, I'm trying to, oh, the only other thing of interest is, you know, um, that uh, G.I. Joe movie Snake Eyes mm-hmm. came out. Uh, that, that dropped hard in its second weekend uh, to, uh, it dropped 69%. But how is Jungle Cruise doing, you might ask? Jungle Cruise actually had a pretty okay um uh pretty okay legs as they say um it only dropped 54 percent in its second weekend to 15 million and then only dropped 42 percent um in its third weekend august 13th through to the 15th so overall not the not the worst drop we've seen this year um it gives it domestically a total of 82 million in the united states which is good enough to put it in the number five spot for the year I believe. Hang on. Loading. I believe it's in the number five spot for the year. So 82 million, uh, 82 million domestically. Hang on. And I can't tell the international score. So, um, but uh, suffice it, suffice it to say, not a bad uh, overall uh, finish. Um, when you add in probably whatever it's made on Disney Plus releases, I think it's actually done with its theatrical run. Um, yes, number five spot. I finally got it confirmed. Um, let's see what it did internationally, if I can. In, uh, in its um, opening week, Disney said it it did thirty million on Disney. Thirty million at home too. Okay. So uh, it's probably. So I mean, I'm pro- I'm sure they're probably pretty fairly satisfied with that. Um, I know that uh, Dwayne, uh, eighty one million foreign to give it a worldwide total of $173 million, which in this state, not the worst. I know hey. Dwayne was uh, tweeted that he was having a meeting about a sequel uh, a few weeks back. So we'll, uh, we'll see how that goes. I think if you look at the box office scores for most movies this year, you would think these aren't getting sequels. But if you look at the critical reviews, you know, Suicide Squad, very high critical reviews. Jungle Cruise, very high critical reviews. Um, yeah. You know, I think there's definitely an argument to be made by these execs to say you know we were we knew we weren't going to do well in at the box office but you know people seem to like it so let's make another one yeah box office alone can't justify a sequel anymore no no and uh you know it'll be interesting to see what they do with uh the jungle cruise and if they want to expand that more because you know we're living in the world of 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 spinoffs and sequels so it'll be interesting to see if they want to you know, and the character, we know that the characters make it through. Mm-hmm. Are they going to uh, go on a different adventure? They can't do another Jungle Cruise, you would think, but maybe they could, uh, maybe they could uh, visit some other, you know, mystical thing. Exactly. Well, we are still down, Andrew. Uh, last time we took a bye week on the Letterbox game. How do we feel? Do we want to do that again? Do we want to guess? I don't know. Want to play anyway? You know, I don't know. Well, let's play anyway, but we won't record it. We won't record right. I already have it pulled up, so I will run the game, I guess. Um, I'm gonna guess 
it's a 3.2. 3.2. I'm going to go higher with 3.6. 3.6. Uh, unfortunately, you're both wrong. Although, David is closer. Um, you guessed 3.2, and the average 3. score is a perfect 3.0. Oh, okay. Okay. Wow. That's not too bad. I mean, that's not too bad. As we know, it's very hard. I mean, even re- I mean, it's really hard for a like a great movie to get a four on Letterbox sometimes. So, uh, you know, that's pretty we, good. I think most people probably give it good reviews. What do we want to get it? Give it. Oh, personally, I'm giving it a solid four. I think solid. I'm going to agree with a four. I'm going to change it, and I'm going to go with a five. Um, I don't necessarily here's my here's here's my reasoning I don't necessarily think that I think I look at it from a different perspective this is not like an Oscar winning five star masterpiece Mm -hmm. but on my scale five stars is a yes and every time that someone has asked me about it I say yes go see it so this is a five star movie go see this movie you will have a lot of fun and just be entertained for a, a couple of hours so yes this is a five star movie go see it from that perspective yeah that makes sense that makes sense you know you and and uh, it'll be interesting to see what our our end of year top tens look like yes. um because i can tell you this has moved into my top 10 i, I don't know we're we're not too far away from the end of the year I it'll be interesting to see if enough good movies come out to knock it knock it out some of the uh popular letterbox reviews on this movie include this three and a half star review finally a movie with the rock in the jungle um <laughs> To this two and a half star review, Jesse Plemons argues with a B. Whether or not that's worth the price of admission is up to you. Boom. This three star review, Emily Blunt should have been the gay sibling with those outfits and that personality, actually. Well, I feel like that's. Uh, what I like this one from Samantha. She says, Lost it when the rock turned into a rock. Beautiful. <laughs> On that note, we'll see you guys next time. Find us online, so many We'll be back with more next week.